welcome ladies and gentlemen welcome welcome to another episode of this summertime and flavor in your ear and today we're gonna kick it off special it's a new episode obviously we haven't put nothing out in a few weeks a few weeks to a month or whatnot but this is gonna be a special one this is gonna be a special one so i got a good friend one that i connected with years ago and just happened to reconnect and i think we've been vibing on a platonic wave and we've been having great conversation recently so i'm like listen let's go ahead and put a podcast together and so i got the luxurious jasmine with me coming all the way from indiana and so um show love to her everybody welcome jasmine to the podcast jasmine how you doing today hey i am well um i'm excited to be on this platform um i honestly haven't done anything like this before and a lot of this will be new information uh, about myself that i'm speaking on for the first time so i'm looking forward to it thanks for having me Drew. no I, I appreciate you i appreciate you wanting to be on this platform and even giving it a chance and being this is your first one so shout out to that and yo let's get these people a good episode tonight so i want to ask you um how are you doing today first and foremost um today is better if i'm being honest today is better than the last couple of days um what's been going on earlier man life um, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> uh, in more words, uh, I've been I've experienced like a death in the family. Mm. This is honest. Like honestly, we weren't supposed to get into this, but um, yeah, like death has been like been like occurring a lot this year for my family and I, family and friends, and it's just a process of like accepting and feeling the emotion and trying not to hold on to the emotion. Um, so I feel like uh, today has been better than the last couple of days. So I've kind of like got the chance to spend some time alone and just relax and vibe out by myself, which has been very good. Um, so yeah, like, you know, good. I'm sorry to hear that for you. So my condolences to you and your family and, you know, it's always tough having death become close, you know? So I, I feel like a lot of people can relate. It has been a tough year for a lot of people. Um, and so, yeah, my condolences. I'm glad you're doing better today though. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let's let's make sure that we let's make sure that we keep it light then. Let's make sure that we have fun and just keep it simple. And then, you know, I think what we meant to do this podcast about was to get into some different things. This is gonna touch into the more feminine side, touched my more women based audience. You know, I wanted to bring this episode together because Jasmine is a new mother. Um, and I want you to describe that. Describe your journey into motherhood. Yes. 
motherhood. Um, so when it comes to motherhood, there's so many emotions that can be described. Um, if you know, you know. Um, man, becoming a mother was interesting to say the least. So I honestly feel like women become mothers the okay so women become mothers before even before birth like as the baby is growing Mm. i believe that we are mothers because we're growing the baby for nine months um like we're feeling everything that the baby is doing uh we're connected to the baby so yeah, I definitely believe that um, we're mothers long before the first day that we actually meet the baby. Um, what is that feeling and, like? Do you feel it? Do you feel your baby growing inside you? Like, is there just like a deeper connection that, like, because I don't know, you know, and I haven't experienced <laughs> it. So I'm like, I'm asking from someone that is just completely curious. Like, that's, it's wild watching that process. Yes, it's very wild. So, um, yes, like, okay, so pregnancy lasts 10 months, almost 10 months, or like 40 weeks. So 40 weeks is considered 10 months in the birthing world. Um, And I believe it was like week 21, that I experienced like the baby like moving and at the beginning move the baby moving felt like honestly it felt like either butterflies or like your stomach is like going through digestion so it's kind of hard to distinct whether it's you know like the bubble guts or something or Mm -hmm. the baby but obviously you'll know if you know, you didn't eat anything crazy and you're super excited because it's like, oh, the baby just moved for the first time. And it's like, it's very surreal because I mean, like you have a, like you're two, per- you're two people at once and you experienced that for nine months, which is almost a year. Like, think about that. Like, yeah. and I know y'all don't have the pleasure of, like men don't have the pleasure of um, growing children, but man, it's it's definitely an amazing experience. Is it a stressful experience? Are you do you? I mean, do you go about your day different? Is it, are you more aggravated? Are you more protective? Why are you going through that that journey? Like, what what are the things that you experienced? Ah. Uh. It's, okay, so honestly, when it comes to emotions, it's so hard to des- describe to me because it goes, it's up and down. It's like your hormones are constantly rising, like through, through each trimester, and you're experiencing like everything. Me personally, I was super sensitive to just 
Okay, I think in general, like, I can be a sensitive person at times. Um, but in pregnancy, like, just super sensitive to the smallest things, like the things that, you know, probably people would say or even smell. Um, yeah, it's, emotions were crazy. Like, I experienced um, a lot of, like, tears during my pregnancy which was very weird for me because in general I'm not like a huge crier so like crying like all the time that was like crazy so it was just like experiencing a new me and that made me like I'm like oh my goodness like I'm so ready to have this baby because these emotions are like taking over me. So it's kind of hard to just balance out at times. But um, there were a few exercises that I did to kind of like come back into that balanced state of mind, which were like yoga and meditation and um, like visualization exercises, which they call hypnobirthing. Mm. So yeah, talk about it. And what you say? I said talk about it. Okay, hypnobirthing was really cool. Um, and if I remember correctly, I did this exercise where um, I sat down, uh, relaxed my mind, and closed my eyes, and there were there was this um, like sound that like did the like calm relaxation sounds and then there also was like a recorded person speaking and they were like telling me to or telling the listeners to visualize certain things so the recording that I was listening to it had me visualizing that I was like in a jungle and um like there were trees around and I was in a bunch of nature and it's like imagine you hearing like a bird making you know the bird sound that birds do or imagine like you're walking it was very like specific like imagine you're walking through like a green forest and you see all these beautiful trees around and then you come up on a waterfall so it was like super uh, specific on what on visualization and if you like I swear if you try this like you have to focus but you'll be amazed at how your mind how you can like visualize something and how it actually relaxes the mind and the body Mm, interesting um yeah have you ever heard of hypnobirthing I know you probably heard of hypnotized um, no, I have never heard of hypnobirthing. I definitely heard of hypnotization. Oh my goodness, hypnotization! If that's what I'm trying to say, um, yeah, I've definitely heard of like being hypnotized. Like, I guess you know, meditating and visualizing stuff to a point where you're like somewhere else. I, I have a hard time trying to do it, but definitely respect those who can. Hold on, so you tried being hypnotized before oh hell no uh-uh i just meditated i thought i thought that was kind of <laughs> like the same thing 
okay, no. So I know you've seen on TV, like, you know, there's a person that, like, said, that talks to you and they have you, you know, like, sitting down with your eyes closed and, like, imagine this and imagine that. Uh-huh. Like, a like a person is hypnotizing Hip- you. Yeah, hypnotist. Okay. So it's. I feel like it's kind of, like, the same, but you're... I guess it's not a physical person. It's just a person, um, you know, a sound recording. Oh, okay. How often yes. would you do this? Um, I feel like I, I did this one time, but the one time I did it, it, it was like a 30-minute session. Hmm. Yeah, I think that, that definitely helped me, like, um... Yeah, I feel like I was fine after that. Like, I've been like, my daily practice of yoga that kind of, like, helped. Well, I mean, it helped a lot uh, through, like, breathing, um, meditation. That definitely helped, like, calm my mind. And also, it helped prepare the body for birth. Interesting. Yeah. So, so like... Are you... Oh, okay. Are you? Do you ever? Have you ever done yoga? Yeah, yeah. I've done. I didn't dabble with it a little bit. I think I. I think I did. I think I did some of it yesterday. If I'm not mistaken, I did something called like a mobility stretch. And I mean, the guy said it's like a mixture of yoga. Yo, like yoga and exercise, right? Or it's, just yoga and stretching. Uh, I mean, I wasn't like. Like, I wasn't standing up with my arms in the air. I was more so, like, stretching. Okay, so yoga is basically, like, a lot of different poses. So you don't necessarily have to have your arms up. Um, Yoga is honestly, like, yeah, yoga is just a bunch of stretches. But in yoga, they call them poses. Mm. So I think a lot of people are introduced to yoga. Even when we're young, we're, like, taught to stretch. But we don't necessarily call it yoga. We just call it stretching. But yoga is definitely stretching. stretching. Like the more you do it, the more you kind of stretch your muscles into specific poses and you just increase your um, your flexibility. Mm. So you can say you did some yoga yesterday. I did a little. I dabble with it. I did a little some some. I wanted. Okay, so you're talking about a mobility stretch. Have you ever? For real, did like I'm gonna look up a yoga or been with someone and like okay we're gonna do yoga or I'm gonna follow a video or been to a yoga class. I I've never been to a yoga class. I've done P90X and they got like a yoga thing, and so I did that. It's like thirty minutes. Uh, so I've I've definitely done it before, but not in now around other people and not like in a class session. It was always just like in front of a TV screen by myself. Yeah. And you said, what's the, what's the video that you done it on? Uh, remember them P90X workouts? Mm, those are like ancient or something. Yeah, like. that's back in the day. <laughs> I had to go into the archives, the old DVDs for that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, I, I honestly don't see a lot of men doing yoga, but yoga is for men and women. Mm. Um, I'm not sure. I don't want to tell people the wrong thing, 
but yoga is an ancient practice. Ooh. And Ooh. I know when people like talk about Buddha, that Buddha and yoga are kind of like, can be like intertwined. Right. I'm not going to speak too much about uh, Buddha because I'm not, you know, familiar with a lot of information, but um, Buddha, I believe, is a male, so I think that's interesting enough oh. to say that men, men could, you know, used to, men can do yoga too. Men used to do it back in the day. Somehow we got yeah. away from it. I, I, I feel, think a lot. No, keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's more so like a lot of people think it's a women's thing, but when, I mean, men can shy away from it. I got, I got a few homies, um, or a few, like I, I have a few friends since I moved to California um, that do it. And but before I came to California, I didn't know any guys doing it. So I guess it's just you know, I guess it's spreading. I guess more guys are accepting of it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's cool. But that's different. And like speaking on doing things different, I wanted to like get even back into your pregnancy. Like you had a home birth, which I feel in today's day, you see that happening more so maybe on social media, but it's kind of like it's still an anomaly. And I don't see many women taking the chance to go out and do that, Um, maybe for different reasons. Do you mind describing that experience? Um, okay. So before we get into the, my home birth, I do want to say that I believe that life prepares the woman for pregnancy way before. And when I say way, maybe like a year before in my experience, life prepared me for my pregnancy almost a year before I gave birth. Um, Man, it was so crazy because, like, the journey that I was on before I became pregnant was, like, super spiritual um, because that was the first year that I had started gardening. And... um, that whole experience was just like helped me connect back to myself. Mm. So with that being said, that's definitely what one wants to do when, um, you know, when kids like growing a baby, uh, you just want to kind of dive deep within yourself to instill that confidence that your body for like all bodies, all of the bodies have been doing this since, you know, humans became, the humans were on earth. So we just have to remember that like our body knows how to birth. Um, and that leads me into talking about my home birth. Um, mm. So again, before I got pregnant, me and my partner, we'll kind of talk about uh, children and, you know, our goals and what we might want to do um, if I became pregnant. So 
the topic of the conversation was home birth. Like we were sure that we wanted to try a home birth. Um, and then we were lucky enough to have two women that inspired us even more. Uh, a good friend of mine had a home birth and then his sister also had a home birth. So we were like, okay, like the universe literally like does what it needs to do. Like people make choices around you to inspire you and kind of help you learn from those situations. Um, and that's definitely what I did. Um, so witnessing those two women, like birth their babies at home, um, it was something that I learned from. And like I said, inspired me to do the same. Um, so yeah, when I first got pregnant, I knew instantly that I wanted to home birth. Um, I did continue to go to my regular doctor's appointment. Um, and was your doctor for it or was your doctor like player hating trying to be like, no, nah, I don't do that. And it's so funny that you asked that because home birth and, you know, hospitals are like two completely different like outlooks. And then there's a middle, I guess there's a middle ground where uh, home birth meets the hospital. Um, but my doctor was not for it. And that makes 100% sense because uh, doctors are, I mean, a lot of doctors care about you, but they try a lot to get of doctors paid. are also. Yeah. They try to get that money. The money. They want that money. <laughs> they want the money. Yeah, and that's fine because that's the that's the route that they chose to take uh medical, you know, which I'm not going to say that it's 100% wrong because people have issues that you can't just fix at home. True. Um very true. But yeah, my doc I, I told my doctor which probably wasn't the best idea cuz I knew that he probably would try to persuade me. Um, but, which he did, but I still chose to, you know, believe in myself and trust that, you know, that I could do it, that, you know, like I said, our bodies were made to birth. It's not like, it's not something that you have to, like, it's not something that like my mind has to it's not it's not really like I don't know it's hard to describe it's like learning about the body it literally does birthing for you like the body grows your baby and like you don't have to do any of the work other than like take you know you want to be you know take those nutrients that your body needs um and be conscious about that but it's literally like the womb like grows the baby and then your muscles um, and your uterus and your like pelvic muscles literally contract. You've probably heard of contractions, right? Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, like your body contracts, which means it opens and closes to push the baby out. So learning that is just like, it's like the biggest thing because you have to tell your mind my body was made to do this and um 
when you're in that stage of okay, this baby is about to come, you just you have to relax your mind and let your body take its course, if that makes sense to you. That's interesting. So on the day, um, yeah, it was it was a really it was a really good experience. Uh, I had an experience planned out in my mind that I wanted to happen, and it didn't happen exactly how I wanted it to. But it was a great experience because um, my baby was healthy. Um, I had support, and it was fairly fast. So. I feel like those are like the top three things that I wanted to happen and they did. So I will forever be grateful for that life changing experience. Um, and was your partner in the tub yeah. with you? Huh? Was your partner? In you the, was your partner in the tub with you? So I didn't burst the baby in water. I burst on land. Oh shit! Oh damn! I know. Dang! I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a water burst. And then there's land birth, and I did on land, and um, yeah, I did. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, to, like, what kind of land? Like, was it was it on the couch? Uh, no, just on the. I kind of was did like a knee position, like where I nailed beside the bed. So it was kind of like a squat position, which is really good for birthing. Because yeah. it allows the baby to, um, uh, allows gravity to assist your body to pull the baby down, other than lying on your back, which kind of slows down the process. So anything like that gravity uh, can kind of assist you, any position that gravity can assist you um, in, which like kind of helps the baby to come faster, is a great position. And so somebody just um, stood underneath it, underneath you, and like with their arms out just to catch to catch the baby. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna go too much into my birth yeah, story, yeah, but yeah, we, you know, <laughs> it was about a few pushes, and Koa was born. That's my son's name, Koa. So, Koa, Koa. Shout out to Koa for blessing yeah, he this was earth. A, Yes, she was amazing. Like, she, uh, the baby plays a huge part in the process, too. So, you know, when the baby is ready to come out, they will come out. So it was it was lovely. It was beautiful. It was, um, you know, like I said, I just feel truly blessed to have, to be able to have been able to experience that. Um, and, yeah, kind of be that person to, yeah, be the first person in my family and I guess in my generation I'm sure years and years ago that other family members have done it of course there were hospitals back then so someone in the family has done it before but yeah I feel lucky to have been that person to kind of break that cycle of birthing in the hospital well you just brought it back to the roots like you said I know in ancient times like in Kemet there's like hieroglyphics of the woman squatting 
and giving birth and you can see it on like cave drawings um back in africa and and throughout ethiopia and stuff in, in those and stuff in those different regions so it's very it's very interesting being that we got away from that um my last question on this though were there any shots involved like any epidurals or did you just like really just do it all 100 percent completely natural so, um, I did it completely natural. Uh, I do want to say that I had a doula present and a doula is like a birth support person, which can, which you can have in the hospital as well. Like you're birthing in a hospital, you can have a doula, which is a very good person to have with you because they advocate for your rights. Um, and that's one of the most important things for someone to do if you're not able to do yourself uh, when you are pregnant and expecting a baby. Um, a lot of women, a lot of us in general don't know our rights in the hospital, whether you're a man or a woman, um, pregnant or not pregnant. Uh, doctors tend to kind of, I'm not even going to say kind of, they do tend to to, um, uh, there's always a doctor that um, they they just want to kind of like they want you to do things they they insist that you do procedures in the hospital um, or at a doctor's visit and more so the doula is there to make sure you're being ask if you would like to do this procedure other than the doctor insisting let's do this procedure they should be asking would you like to do this am i able to you know do this procedure or whatever it is um the doula is awesome um like i said i had a doula to support uh me and my birth um, and then there's also midwives and home births, which are the ones who do, um, I think everything that a doctor does, like they do the clinical side of home birth and you can have a midwife um, in, at, in the hospital and at home, which most people do. And it's the safest route to take. Um, but me personally, I didn't have a doula. So doulas aren't able to do anything clinical. And I just wanted to clarify that because, no, I didn't have any um, epidurals, no pain relaxers, anything, because doulas aren't um, certified to do any of that. It's illegal here in Indiana. Um, so, yeah, it was 100% natural. And it was an experience that uh, I will never forget. <laughs> hmm. That's some real strength on your part. I mean, I mean, to just to keep it. Light. I have a question. All right. Have you? What's the closest that you've been to a birth? Have you ever been in the room, or what? If not, what's the closest that you've been to a birth? Um, really, just when I got popped out in 1995 <laughs> in Inglewood, California. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Centinella Hospital. 
That's okay, the... so you told me you told me before that you're not you're the oldest sibling. Yep. So what do you remember about your other siblings being born? My brother, he was a preemie. So I remember when he was born, he couldn't come home for like two, three weeks or whatever. So I remember going to the hospital and we would visit him frequently. And, you know, just kind of like I was like six. So like stand by there and, um, you know, give him gifts and stuff like that. Give him teddy bears when he was still in the hospital. That's probably my only memory. Um, I have a younger I have two younger sisters one of them, she was born in California, and I don't think we were we weren't living in California when she was born. I think this my my dad's daughter, so I think we came and visit, and she was still like very like preemie by the time she was already like here. And then my sister, I have another younger sister in Tennessee. I don't remember her birth. Like, I just remember her being, like, my, really my earliest memory of her is just when she was, like, like a little worm coming home and stuff. So, like, I don't remember being in the hot. maybe we, I maybe, I, I can't remember being in the hospital. I'm sure we went. I'm sure we went, but those are probably my only experiences with, with birth, honestly. That's interesting, though, um, because I, I feel like a lot of us don't like we do, we don't remember those early stages. If it was like a sibling or a cousin or maybe a friend who had a baby, like it's it's always kind of hard to remember like those first moments. Um, but I think those first moments are very special. Now that I've had my own, um, I would like to say that before I had my own, I didn't even have the opportunity to become an aunt. Um, I never was interested in babies, babysitting, any of that. So everything has been new for me. Um, didn't even remember, you know, like really holding a baby that, or wanting to hold a baby that has just been born. But man, like it is such an experience kind of like holding and being in contact with a baby that's one day to a week old um, because you're, you know, you're looking at this life that was just in another realm. Like all they knew was sound and, you know, their mother's voice, father's voice, the music, like sounds of the world. Um, but they were in the womb, like, Submerged in water, so it's like it's crazy to just kind of, you know, just witness a small child. Yeah, I never looked at it like that. Thinking about, um, I never consider how I don't remember my siblings being born. So that is interesting. That's when life happens. We remember death, but like when life happens, it's like, how is that? Not a memory that I can replay in my head. So, no, that's interesting for sure. That's a great question that you asked. <laughs> I love how we started off with death and now transition to life. Like, it's always look at, look as above, that. so below. Look at <laughs> a that. A great balance. <laughs> for real, everything's about balance. Um, 
how do you feel about like post pregnancy? Did that have any effects on you? Did you run into any depression? Um, happiness? Oh, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. So, post pregnancy, also known as postpartum, um, can last. I mean, postpartum is obviously like after the baby's born. And I think I read postpartum depression can last years after you even had the baby. Um, I first want to say, if anyone's listening knows anyone who recently had a baby, even if the baby is one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, maybe four-year-old, I don't know, just check on that person. Like, Because women, I mean, not even to just say women, but women and men um, are going through it when you become a new parent. Like, there's, there, there's so many challenges, like, especially if you're, you know, a first-time parent. Um, there's so many things you're learning, like, you have the opportunity to uh, be now be responsible for a, a whole human. <laughs> So it's kind of like mind blowing. It's like first it was just you, and now you're, you know, like you're you have a great responsibility. So um, yes, yeah, like firstly, not being pregnant to me is great. Like <laughs> I love now that my baby is here, and um, you know, like I did the nine months. And now, you know, I'm not pregnant because it's like, it's super challenging with just like sleep and uh, aches and pains and like <laughs> barely being able to breathe. Oh, wow. Oh, but because your heart rate is, your heart rate and your breathing rate are much higher when you're pregnant. Um, so you pick up, you steps and you're tired. You feel like you just went on a one mile jog. Um, but yeah, postpartum is is new. It's very new. Um, it's exciting. Um, it's challenging. It's difficult. Me personally, uh, I went through a stage where I felt like I was fine, um, and then I started getting anxious. Um, I went through a stage of like depression, and many women go through that whether they talk about it or not. Um, and I keep saying women, but both women and men are going through these things. Like mother and father are both experiencing these things. It's just so new. It's like you, you know, you will never be that person that you once were. Like your birth, just, just like you birth, or just like I birth a baby, I birth a new me. Like, mm. and even though, you know, the dad didn't physically birth a child, like, there's a new, like, he's a new person, like, he would never be able to, you know, get that old person back, you just continue to grow into a new person, so, um, I also learned that men go through postpartum as well, so, um, yeah, like, if, I just want to, like, encourage people, like, if you're either planning, or if you're, um, you plan you're planning a baby or if you're planning to have children that you look into you know what postpartum 
the person is, like, uh, what are some things that one can do to, you know, help, um, which obviously talking with people helps a lot. Um, so, yeah, I definitely would love for people to do the due diligence and just look into birth and just what what to literally what to expect you might have heard the app what to expect when you're pregnant it's a very very popular app that when you probably get maybe some men but yeah you definitely want to look into just what to expect when pregnant and after pregnancy so you could be knowledgeable about certain things that aren't told like these are things that we aren't being told we just know that women get pregnant and we know that they have the baby, but there's some things that need to be, and personally, in my opinion, need to be taught and discussed about that do not um, in regards of becoming a mother and father. Wow. Yeah, no, nah, shout out to you for, you know, putting, spreading light to, to the, to the men out there, you know, I don't think, you know, we don't really get no, we don't get, we don't get no credit at all, or I don't know if credit's the right word, but the acknowledgement would probably be the word I would say, or I don't even know if we notice it, you know what I mean, we just kind of, typical man shit, we just kind of like just deal with it, you know, like, if you're going through hard times, Absolutely. it's just like, all right, you know. Like whatever, just contain it and yeah, you know. Yes, we ain't gonna speak like, on it because that's y'all? that's weak, that's yeah. weak shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, for real, and that's a, a conversation that needs to be had. Like y'all are, like, I don't know, people expect men to like not have emotions these days, and men want to hide their emotions because. Uh, in the society that we're in is kind of made to think that y'all are weak like how do you feel about that being a man oh for me oh yes yeah. oh i'm man i mean i don't get caught up into it like if i got some, for me if i got some shit that's on my mind like i've always been the type just to vent my stuff like i am learning to shut my mouth more as i get <laughs> older because like I can't trust everybody with certain things and not everybody can hold the bandwidth for it. So it's like, now I'm realizing like, okay, there's certain people that I go with, with this. So like if I were to have a kid, I guess, and I'm kind of noticing there's, I'm off balance. I probably go to my homeboys that have kids before I just tell the world, you know, like I would never take my issues to social media ever. Like no matter, no, no matter how bad shit goes, like I'm not going to social media to cry for help ever. But like there's certain people <laughs> <laughs> ever that's bitch. Shit. That's some weird, that's some weirdo shit. <laughs> but, but I, there's people in my corner, um, rather they be, the homies or rather they be like family members women or people um a significant other that i'm like dating or whatever that i'm i'll come to with certain things and maybe the significant other may hear it more so than anybody else but you know it's just like i just pick i try now to pick and choose who i go to and i mean i've done the therapist thing and i think therapy's cool um, I, I wouldn't be some way that wants to rely on therapy like weekly. I would try to 
handle my situations now looking looking at stuff right but i do think like venting ain't never been an issue for me you know i'll have ways to vent or i'll have people to vent to and so you know but i do know it's tougher for some certain people like i got some homies that just they like i got one homie who really just he weighs the weight of his family on his shoulders for real and he never complains hardly ever complains and so the one time he ever once time vented to me and it was very light it was different and it was like oh you know i mean i'm glad that you felt that i can hold space for you and so i'm honored that you would come to me about this um outside of that you know like i said i know it's easier for some easier for others i mean harder for others i would say um, I do want to ask you, are you a naturally, like, do you, like, naturally vent? Are you naturally depressed? Or did you have the luxury of growing up in a home that made it easy for you to express? Yeah, I grew up in a home where it was easy to express. I mean, I grew up. I grew up amongst more more women than men in my household. And so, like, mom and grandma and all of them would, like, definitely allow space for us to talk about our issues. Um, so it was easy for me to vent. But like I said, now that I've kind of separated from the nest, it's more so like, all right, we're not going to go to them with every issue no more. We're going to you know, just handle that, handle it and deal with it accordingly or talk to certain people accordingly. Like now I've been around more men lately since kind of even coming out to Cali. And so I watch how they process stuff and I kind of just go accordingly. And, you know, I've even had the whole situations where it's like, you know, you get the tough love and shit and, you know, it's like, and all that, all that. But, you know, even with the man, you could just tell, like, all right, I can decipher now when something's, like, tough love versus, um, nah, this mo- this person right here just not, they, they not, they not fit. You know what I mean? They're not emotionally stable. Like, they're, they're unbalanced for sure. So, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's not funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, so... Yeah, I would say for me, maybe I'm I, maybe I'm the anomaly. Like I grew up being able to vent. I grew up being able to like say what's say what you were expressing. You know, um, I'm learning to like shut up because I don't like to vent and people using like later using that info against you or spreading your business. So mm, I'm being yeah. more um, decisive. I would say with who I like with when and who I do it with yeah very smart to do um and I love that for you that you were able to like you grew up in a home that you know kind of made it okay for you to express how you felt I think everyone needs that um because as a child um it's like we need to express and feel comfortable because later on in adult life, 
I think we'll then run into like a trauma thing where we shut down. And that was something that I experienced um, as, you know, as an adult that I'm learning to, you know, I'm relearning to express and kind of like feel those feelings. So that's so nice. I love that. Nah, for real. What would you say is your current like family structure with you, your partner, your son? Um, if you're if you're so currently talking about it, yeah, yeah. So currently, um, like I caught him earlier, my partner. So yeah, like it's a partnership. If I'm being completely honest, um, because you know we both put in the effort. Uh, for raising our son, um, although it's not, it's not a, um, like we don't raise our son under one roof. So, um, yeah, I, oh my goodness. Yeah, we don't raise our son under one roof, so um, I, we call it a partnership. Um, but it's good because it's healthy. Um, and I think it is something that we put in work for. Like, it's not easy, uh, but it's something that we know that we want to do and we want to do it well and um yeah like it's it's cool like that's all that's what i could say like i love the fact that we do something out of the normal that you don't see often or that i haven't seen often like growing up around family who have had children um, and then their the child's father isn't in their lives. Um, that was just something that I saw, and I definitely didn't want to experience. Um, and I will say that it was tough, like not being in your standard American relationship, mm-hmm. but um, also. It's a growing experience for myself and my partner, um, and I, I I truly believe that like everything happens for a reason. So um, yeah, I'm just here, like doing what you know, doing what or like handling life as it comes, and just. You know, doing doing it like that. Like it's it's cool. Like it's not, that's what that's all I can describe it as. It's cool. Like I'm content. I'm very content. That's good. Do you feel like being that you guys have chosen to co parent rather than like, you know, stay together, do you feel do you feel like your dating life is gonna take a hit by having a child? Like how do you feel about dating today? Mm. 
dating today is not even a thing, to be honest. It's non-existent. Like, I just say since, um, I mean, I've been single for a while. Um, like, technically, but, yeah, like, date, I've probably been, like, I can tell in my hand how many dates I've been on even since, okay, since I had my baby, which, I mean, it makes a, it makes a lot of sense because I don't have a lot of time to even, like, entertain people. Right. Like, I don't even want to say entertain, because when I say entertain, it sounds like, like I'm literally trying to, like, jump up and down or whatever like do something mm. that you know right, you <laughs> better not be like, out here entertaining these niggas right. <laughs> it sounds hilarious but like i like literally um i'm not here to waste anyone's time like i'm not i'm definitely not in the stage where i want to take anything serious so i'm gonna be straightforward with you like i did the relationship thing for the past what four years and I mean throughout my whole pregnancy um my child's father my partner um him and I even lived together throughout the whole pregnancy and afterwards so um it hasn't been that long since we've been separated in like physically like even though we weren't um like we didn't like claim a relationship but even physically like we were still together so it's like i need that break to focus on myself and my child and being the best mother that i can be like because um you know like i don't know how well you could one could fail that motherhood by obviously not being attentive to the child not putting any, any effort not seeing the time but um yeah like i'm not like it's not that's the last thing that I would do on this earth is tell as a mother. So um yeah, like I I just don't I don't know. Dating is I would love to date maybe. <laughs> like just have fun. Like I would love to just have fun and enjoy people but um dating is hard. Dating is difficult, especially in this I wanna say especially in this day and age where people are, like trying to like it's it's common for people to meet online. But I'm so like old school, like, and I'm only 24. But I want to meet people in person. Yeah, like pull up on you at the grocery store, like yo. But man, like, good. can I meet my soulmate, or can I meet somebody in? You feel me? The grocery store, like you yeah, said, and all these, <laughs> or just yeah, like randomly being at a hobby too. If you're right. a church goer. If you're a church goer, meet your significant other at church. Right. Too. I'm over here talking about grocery stores. I didn't think about church. That'd be that'd be right. awesome. <laughs> like, or shoot, maybe I want to meet somebody at a yoga at studio the, or something. Right. right. You feel me? Like, like that would be cool. Like, yo, I like that the way you really was cool. you was in them poses, making them stretches. You know, I'm, I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to get to know you. I'm trying to I'm trying to holler at that. <laughs> Now that might be the wrong for me, <laughs> or maybe somebody just trying to be straightforward as well. Like, hey, you know, I see you over there doing yeah, the like I saw, I saw you in there in the sauna. Yeah, let me uh, right, like at the gym or something. Like, come on now, so we can we can you know something healthy where 
it's not a relationship based off of like a trauma bond or right. you know y'all just being right. together for the mm-hmm. wrong reasons like you want to be in a relationship and i'm, I'm learning that i want to be in a relationship where y'all can build like we can build on something like it's over we're over the days where you sit in a relationship and y'all just sitting in each other's face like not building not doing anything you don't have any souls together like because that's eventually like what marriage is if you don't know like marriage is more so a business plan like yeah marriage is a business like you go in you marry somebody on paper and y'all y'all marry so many years and then this person gets half of everything you own it's a business deal yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you want to be sure that the person you're trying to not with is you feel me? Have some have some wit. It's not gonna do you wrong, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Speaking about business deals and contracts, let's get a little spicy. Um what's your thoughts on child support? Mm, child support, um, Child support is... <laughs> Do you feel like it was created just to destroy the black man? I'm just kidding. I don't even know if it's a race thing. I don't know. It's so hard to say because <laughs> it's not like only black people are on child support, but... Right, right. It's, it's just like... Maybe it even was created to maybe help the mother, like, because... Obviously, like a woman can have a baby, and the man has a, man has the option to disappear if he wanted to. Um, I mean, obviously, the woman has the option too. Like the woman can push out the baby and just leave the leave the baby on the man's front step, you know, and he has full custody, and you know what I mean. But right, I think more times than most, uh, men have more of the you know like go ahead or they kind of, I don't know, you know, they just tend to, like, not be as present. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about child support, but I just want to say, like, um, maybe it's because it's the, the women are, like, known as more of the nurturers. So we, like, we know how to instinctually, like, nurture the baby and do these type of things, but so maybe it was just like created in support of the woman, just in case the man decides to leave, <laughs> and uh, you know. But it's just, it's a it's tricky because it's like okay, say the man leaves, and then the woman wants to put the man on child support, but the man has a low paying job. I'm not sure specifically what amount of money the man will be paying, but what maybe like. Thirty dollars a month or something, a hundred dollars. I don't know. Like mm. it's, it's, I, it's, you, it's different. Do you think it's healthier just for couples nowadays to just have an agreement if they choose not to be together to have an agreement of like you know what it looks like to take care of the baby? You know, at the end of the day, it's like it's all for the child. So, is there a way for it? I guess to to bypass the legal system, still make sure that everybody's taken care of and everybody's happy. Um, or do you think we need that mediator, that middleman, to kind of inf- or 
I guess enforce I, it. I do think we want to be conscious that like everyone isn't even at a mental capacity to, you know, like um, take on conversations that pertain to like raising the baby together um, without toxicity or, you know, um, sharing co-parenting. Um, you know, everyone is at that capacity. So I do think there should be a mediator. But um, when it comes to finances, it gets real tricky because the government just wants to be in the know. They want to know how much they're making. They want to know, you know what I mean? Like, then they, I believe they specify how much you give to the baby. Um which I'm not saying, you know, the dad or mom, because women can be on child support too, but I'm not saying that either person um, should. I ain't gonna lie, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, it's, it's weird. Like, I, I did grow up around um, people being... And, you know, having to pay child support. And it's always been just a situation where I'm just, you know, mind my business. Right. Yeah, I, I guess uh, every situation is different. For me, I would hope if I were to have a ch- child and me and the mother were to separate, that there's at least a trust factor that I'll step up enough to take care of them where we don't have to go to the government or Uncle Sam to like take it. But then, you know, if, if I started messing up and I'm like trying to get my shit together or whatever and, and I'm not fulfilling the need, hopefully there's enough transparency where we can, you know, where you can have that hard conversation about finances. But it's tough. It's not easy. And, you know, when there's emotions involved and there's another body involved, at the end of the day, I think, I think we need to, as a society, learn how to communicate better with our partners and when it comes to co-parenting. Because at the end of the day, ego aside, pride aside, there's somebody that's involved that didn't ask to be here. You know? Oh, there you go. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Literally. Like, we've all seen, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but... I've seen situations where celebrities even and celebrities on both ends where the mother is, you know, is financially stable and the father and the mother still proceeds to put the dad on child support um, because, you know, he's not maybe in the baby's life how she would prefer. And it's kind of like, well, okay, people can be a little bitter sometimes. Um, because it's like, you know, like, I don't know. You don't really know the type of weight that he's carrying with his other financial responses. Like, maybe he has family that's depending on him as well. Um, and then with the woman being financially stable uh, with and being obviously being able to take care of the baby on her, on her own, it's like, okay, and you're still going to put the man on child support? Like, 
when when is it going to be like a point when it's not everything is not just about money you know what i mean like and people do want to be reprimanded for the lost time that you're not that man isn't spending with the child but it's like is it always going to be about finances like is that how we repay people like i'm just i don't know it's tricky right it is tricky I guess that's the disadvantages of being in like a Western society where we don't really have the standard traditions. Like, you know, a lot of people in the United States, we don't have the the traditions that have been passed on for thousands of years from family to family and stuff. So maybe because we don't have that structure, um, that's why we find ourselves in these situations where everything is equated to money rather than even just time and I don't know care you know so I I can't really speak too much on it because I don't have one I don't have a seed of my own so I'm just looking from the outside in but it's just an interesting perspective because I see there's a you know, a lot of guys have felt like they've been burnt out by it. And then a lot of women felt like that they had to go there because the guy wasn't doing enough. So it's kind of. Exactly. And I don't want to come off as saying that child support is that women shouldn't be putting on, putting men on child support. I definitely don't want to um, come off like that because, you know, it's necessary when it's necessary. But like I was saying earlier, like, okay, if it's not necessary, then. You know, like, well, I push forward when I believe that karma is going to always, you know, play its role. Right. Woo. I mean, this has been a great conversation. Ultimately, we're already past an hour and, you know, I just think we've been flowing. It's been a natural flow. It's been a good vibration. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of women and even men that are going to find benefit in this and from your experience and your journey and hopefully from everything we talked about from your own pregnancy that this conversation inspires somebody, um, whether they're in Indiana, Tennessee, L.A., Indonesia, who knows. <laughs> hopefully whoever comes across this podcast um feels inspired today and just knows that we did it from a good place and i just want to thank you for taking the time out your day to come on here and and be vulnerable in that way and express your journey and and everything so i appreciate you jasmine thank you so much um i just want to say that uh definitely enjoy just speaking um and it's something that i plan to do more of um in the future so yeah i just i do want to uh tell you know your listeners how they can connect with me and um kind of like follow my journey even more Yes, where can they go to find you? Um, I am on Instagram at 
mcjazz underscore that's m-c-j-a-z underscore and then i have a couple creative pages um where i make a vegan handmade soap yes sir. you can find me on instagram at x Samore made it that's x s-h-a-m-o-r-a-i made it all together and i plan on um like i said speaking more and just kind of like putting some of that knowledge out there and also just being opening to learning as well as i go so thank you again drew anytime you are a great guest so i appreciate you gracing this platform once again um and if they haven't heard you gone replay that follow her pages her creative pages she is dope as fuck and if you're not doing it you missing out you know what i'm saying why not so get to know her get to know support her and you know watch this journey Needless to say, this is another successful episode of Flavoring Your Ear. Uh, episode I don't even know, but look, we're going to drop this when we drop it. And hey, it be just like that. So take care, everybody. Peace. <laughs>